0: So today we are reading from Matthew chapter 22, verses 41 through 46, the end of Matthew 22. And those verses say this While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, What do you think about Messiah? Whose son is he? The son of David, they replied. He said to them, How is it then that David, speaking by the Spirit, calls him lord for he says the lord said to my lord sit at my right hand until i put your enemies under your feet if david then calls him lord how can be he be his son no one could say a word in reply and from that day on no one dared ask him any more questions so we've been in chapter 22 we've been following This line of questioning. I mean, it's the Pharisees, the teachers of the law, the Sadducees. They just keep peppering Jesus in the way Matthew's writing it with these questions. And Jesus often answers their question with questions. Jesus always comes up with an answer. They are unable to trap Jesus in their questions. And finally, Jesus asks them a question. And this question kind of gets to the heart of the issue that's going on with these religious leaders and Jesus. Jesus says to them, whose son is the Messiah? And he knows what they'll answer. He knows the Old Testament. He knows that the Messiah is the son of David. In fact, the book of Matthew goes to great lengths early on, the genealogy at the very first chapter to prove that Jesus is that Messiah who is in David's line, who is a son of David, if you will. And so he knows they're going to answer the son of David. And so he says, well, David calls this Messiah Lord. And the implication here is really really profound and yet a little bit obvious here to the Pharisees, to the teachers of the law. Basically, Jesus is saying to them, David who you hold up as this great leader of the people. David, the the quintessential king of Israel, the one that all other kings are compared to. You know those kinds of leaders. Maybe you had a pastor in your church that every other pastor has to live up to. Maybe you've had, maybe we've had a president. I don't know that I can remember a president that every other president has to live up to. But it's kind of that quintessential leader. Like when you think about Israel, you think about king david as that is what a king of israel should look like and they had high esteem for david read the old testament david is continually lifted up as this great leader even though he had his failures he is the king of israel that all other kings should aspire to be like a man after god's own heart so says david this king that you continually prop up as the king of israel says that Messiah will be, calls the Messiah Lord. So David bows to the Messiah. The implication is, why aren't you? Like, why don't you recognize me as Lord? Here you have been peppering me with all these questions. Here you keep pushing against me. Here, I'm here to give you life. I'm here to give you life to the full. And you cannot receive me, cannot accept me, cannot bow your knee to me as Lord. And even David the one that you hold in such high regard, says that the Messiah will be his Lord. And so he says, if then David calls him Lord, how could David be his son? Or how can he be David's son? I'm sorry. So he's questioning them about this idea of the Messiah comes from David, but David calls him Lord. And then he kind of leaves them to think about this idea that David calls this Messiah after him, Lord. And it says from then on, no one would ask him any more questions. I think that's the big question we have to settle in our lives as well, is will we call Messiah Lord? Will we be the ones who choose to bow to this Messiah these religious leaders they had all the scripture they had the law they had the prophets they were from this nation that David was held as this great example and yet here they cannot recognize Jesus as Messiah they will not call Jesus Lord we have so many opportunities we have the scriptures in our own language We have commentary after commentary. We have so much on the internet that's been written about scripture. Some of it good and some of it not so good. Whatever. Uh, We have people all the time talking about this text. We have been given great things, great gifts. We have the history of the church. We have the early apostles. We have this record called the Bible written about God's interaction with God's people And the question is the same for us is, will we call Jesus Lord? Not just good teacher, not just a nice person, not even just a sacrificial lamb, but Lord. So that means that what Jesus wants is what we want. For Jesus to be Lord means that we are not Lord. It means that we are serving this Lord. And it means that our will becomes secondary to the will of God. This weekend, I will preach a message on the Lord's Prayer about your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And one of the things that I've been mulling over this week is this idea that in order for God's kingdom to come, my kingdom has to go. That anything in in my world that does not match up with God's kingdom has to to go. If I really want to pray that prayer and really mean it. That I am aligning my will with the will of the Father. And so it means some things are going to have to change. And so for these religious leaders, that change was too difficult, just to be honest. It was too difficult, and we'll see as we read through the rest of Matthew. They eventually killed him for it. They eventually found a reason to get rid of Jesus because they did not want his kingdom to come, and they did not want his will to be done in their lives as it was in heaven because it felt like they were giving up too much. But what they missed was that they were missing out on real, eternal abundant life by holding tightly to this little life that they had worked out their little religious systems their positions of power and authority their rules that help them measure themselves up against everyone else by holding on to that they missed out on freedom and real life and so the question is always the same for us will we Like David called Jesus Lord? It's a great question to think about today. I think there are big moments where we call Jesus Lord, but what I'm finding as I get older is that there are a million tiny surrenders. I've really been thinking about this. There are a million tiny surrenders each day where we say, no, I'm not going to go after what I want. I'm going to surrender to what God wants for me. Because once we get up from the altar where we've surrendered it all, we still have to walk out on Monday morning and continually surrender ourselves to the will of God. So the question is, will we do that? For the Pharisees, for the teachers of the law, for the Sadducees, it was too much. It was giving up too much in their estimation. And what they missed out on was that they would have been receiving abundantly more by letting go of their tight grip on control. Hey, that's just a thought for this morning, and I hope you have a great day. Well, thanks again for joining us for this morning meditation. Hey, do us a favor. Rate us on iTunes, or even leave some feedback about our podcast